0: It's Thursday, August nineteenth, National Soft Ice Cream Day, and you are watching and/or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. National so is it, Soft Ice Cream Day. Yes, is there a boy. hard ice cream day? You is know, there? I was I was wondering about the wording of that myself. That is the exact phrasing, though. National Soft Ice Cream Day, not National Soft Serve Day, not slightly melted ice cream day, but National Soft Ice Cream Day. So it's also National Potato Day, which I think can set up a really cruel trick. If you I mean can we of can, can, can we
1: start cream. merging some of these holidays that make sense like potato and ice cream day like well I feel
0: like if you merge those you'd set somebody up for a really bad experience they're getting ready to take a nice big bite of freshly very soft ice cream and they find out that it's hot mashed potatoes I love mashed potatoes more than sweet most people you can gold vanilla dream sickle I'm telling you <laughs> what I
1: don't know
0: I don't either well Guys, welcome to Uniform Exchange—a comedic take on the weekend review of sports business. I'm Michael Myers of the Sports Marketer and subsidiaries, as you know. Uh, I am joined, as always, by a man with little to say, but a lot of words to say it. From Team Marketing Report, <laughs> Chris Hartway. Yes, welcome back to the show, Chris. <laughs> Uh, I'm also sorry. joined as always by the most I'm, sensitive I'm just, man in Hollywood. My
2: dongle, sorry, Jesus, that's go. a lot
0: of dongles.
2: Ooh. New computer today, boys. Hello. New head
0: of sponsorship for the sports marketer, Josh Kyles. Josh, face doses. Good, what up? Good, today. so weird. The man whose nickname in college was soft ice cream, Goose Island's own <laughs> dad. Number two,
1: speaking of which. Got uh, yeah, yeah. orange scream sickle milkshake uh, IPA for the Ooh. National Ice Cream Day. That's I knew it was juicy. coming.
2: That's juicy huh. right there. Mm. Would have been would have been nice to have some of that shipped over here, but it just right. came
1: off the line this morning, Chris. What do you want me to do? Oh. Fly it to your house. Nothing yes. better than some I fresh
3: squeezed juice. I like I that. Good for you guys.
0: Good for you. It'd be a pretty quick flight though. It's about seventeen miles from Chris's house to the brewery, I think. Oh, you, you stop by, Chris. Let's, you half stop
2: by. It. You stop by, and we'll uh, we'll do this thing oh, together. You know what? Let's do that. Let's do that.
0: Yeah. That'd be fun. We really should do an episode live from Goose Island, from the brewery. We really yeah, should. Yeah,
3: that would be fun for everyone. We pack in we've in already. Chicago.
0: <laughs> it won't be our first. Our first offsite's going to be at the uh, World Team Tennis in in uh, twenty in twenty seven Springs in twenty twenty seven. I thought yeah. we were going wait. to
2: the the e Scooter Championships
0: first. I don't think that'll be first. I think that'll be probably about eighth or ninth when the e-scooter championships when the e-scooter championships arrive. We'll be there. Right. <laughs> it's not
3: you easy. build on that hey, one. <laughs> Listen, it's not easy to get a press pass for the e-scooter championships. So we got to build our standing a little bit before we can head over there. It's very true.
0: Uh, speaking of building our standing, uh, we were going to start with Major League Baseball, talking about some league stuff with the CBA. We're going to get to that, but. As we all know, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. We're gonna start with NAL. As we all know, it's no secret. (gasps)
4: uh,
0: It's no secret that the uniform exchange has an affinity for this guy.
4: I'm Jake Brend, junior tennis player at Simpson College. In division three, we don't get athletic scholarships, but thanks to name image likeness, I can make money off the Brend brand. Maybe now I won't have to work four jobs. I'm going to auction off items to the Jake Brand Tennis Experience. These are game-worn shoes that I played in while leading the conference in double faults. Dream of being the eighth best player on the sixth best D3 tennis team in Iowa? Well, I'll give you a lesson right after I finish mine. <laughs>
0: All right. I'm not gonna make you watch the whole thing. We 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 love it. Uh and uh we've aired it multiple times on the show. Uh but you guys know him and love him, and now you get a chance to welcome him live. Shut the
2: front door,
0: door on Uniform Exchange. We oh my have God. the wow. one and only Jake Brand. Jake, welcome to the show.
4: Thanks, guys. How's it going?
2: Well, better now that you're here. This
3: is such such an honor and a surprise, Jake. Welcome to Uniform Exchange. I don't know if most – go ahead, Jake. I'm sorry. I I was just
4: going to say, on brand, you were able to catch me in between two shifts at two different jobs.
1: (laughs) That's my first question. I mean, where where were you just working at and where are you going in probably ten minutes from now?
4: Okay, so I was just working at the Indianola Country Club – um, from 7.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. as a bartender. and
1: <laughs> The morning bartender shift. Horrible. No, it's actually
4: good there. Because okay. I am going to be by okay, myself and not have to worry about anyone else. And then in literally 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'm heading to a pizza place on the town square here in Indianola, Iowa. I'd, I'll give you $5 if you've heard of Indianola. And I'll be aware of this next. So say can that can again I put what's that the name
0: of the city indianola
3: indianola okay can we put that five dollars towards some discounts on pizza for dinner i mean hey sure. I
2: <laughs> well,
3: well not, okay. boss, real, real,
0: real quick indianola is the name of the town yep so i love it
4: yeah indianola. That, indian ola that's all <laughs> it's 15 minutes south of des moines that's how we're known. We're I love use How many people? Ten
1: minutes with them, just to figure out what town he's <laughs> what from. Right? Is
4: a,
0: how many people live in Indianola, Jake? Fifteen thousand. Fifteen. Oh. Oh, that's a pretty big town. That's a whopper of a town. That's yeah. a big town. That's a. It's much larger than the town I grew up in. I love it. Very cool. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> Jake, you uh, you're kind of a celebrity just in general, but you're definitely a celebrity on this show. Uh, I didn't warn the guys you were coming. You knew that. The fans did not know that the group did not know Jake was coming. Uh, do you guys have any questions for Jake? Because I've got a couple, but I, I'm just curious if you guys just seeing Jake and getting this close to one of your heroes, is does anything bubble to the surface?
2: Well, it's- how, I, I mean, it's, it's pretty uh, – my, my question I think would be pretty cut and dry, but how is it going for the brand-to-brand? Brand? I mean, mm-hmm. how, that, that video I mean, it certainly caught our attention. Uh, how, how many more people have lined up to, to uh, enjoy the uh, name, image, likeness
4: services of one Jake Brand? It's going good. So it's funny. We did this. So this was a skit for my summer internship. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a sports broadcasting major. I'm going into sports broadcasting. So I was interning at Channel 13 WHO over the summer and they do a keith murphy and john sears i'm not sure if you're familiar they do a 30-minute sports show every sunday night that's just dedicated to sports and if you know keith especially he's just a goofball so it almost always opens in a skit almost as a commentary of what's going on in the sports world so we launched this skit like two days after name image likeness was made legal just as a complete like commentary and joke about how name image likeness literally does not affect me a division 3 athlete in the slightest. So that was like the last week of my internship. So Wait, do you do you or do you not play tennis though?
1: I do he play does. tennis. Okay, cuz if you didn't I was going to be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <I'm, laughs> out of my body.
4: No, so I legitimately play tennis at Simpson. I was this past season the eighth best player on the sixth best the team. Sixth the sixth best team. Hey, yeah. well, congratulations on that, by the way. That's no easy
3: feat. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, Thank only, you. there's only one eighth best player on the sixth best team in Division three <laughs> in Iowa. So, congratulations, Jake. We're and you're still yeah. the
0: best tennis player on this panel. So, oh you're my great. far. You're, you're like, yeah. hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe more. laughs> uh, that is amazing well did it, it, seriously favor. so Go it ahead. was the,
2: it was no the the skit like did, have you did you have people actually contact you to other than us knuckleheads have did you have anybody that you've done uh, have you done any real deals
4: yeah so i've done a couple ad reads for there's a podcast a lawn service oh gosh there's a couple other things but there's a couple ad reads that I did. I got offered. So this is, this is easily the, my favorite part, and I don't think I've shared this story on any radio or podcast spot yet. We've got an exclusive. Oh. Myers, you recording <laughs> this? Oh, you're, don't oh, yeah. don't this mess this up, man. <laughs> so are you guys familiar with Casey Blake, a former yes. third baseman for the Dodgers and Cleveland Indians? So he's actually from Indianola. He's oh, a wow. very good family friend. He moved back to Indianola after retiring and built a mansion. He gives back to the city. He's an awesome dude. So just Indianola legend. And I got a DM one night asking to be a celebrity appearance in a Newton golf tournament or whatever. And she was naming off all the celebrities in it. And there's Carson King. He was the the big controversy a couple years ago at College Game Day um tim dwight former iowa linebacker and then casey blake and i'm like (laughs) there's nowhere there's no correlation between me and casey blake where i should be in the same conversation as him but that was i wasn't able to go to the tournament but that was easily my favorite story that i love to tell everybody like yeah casey blake six million dollar house out out north of town and then me we we both got invited to be celebrities in the same golf tournament (laughs)
3: Indianola legends. That that's the point of commonality right there. Two Indianola legends. I love it. But to answer your
4: question, yes, I have gotten some some spots, and it's going very well. um, Just to be able to capitalize. Not necessarily. No one has reached out about actually getting tennis lessons, which very (laughs) smart move. Very smart move by them. But I've had a lot of people reach out, like you guys, that just wanted to talk about the actual marketing side of it and actual name, image, likeness side, because of course that's way more beneficial than (laughs) the actual Uh, part.
0: We are in the works and I know the group knows this. I'd mentioned this (laughs) to you about a week ago. We are in discussions right now with Jake about hiring him as our first name, image and likeness representative for uniform exchange. Uh, and this next question will not in any way, Jake impact that negotiation. But if I were to ask you to rank yourself among all NIL athletes right now, where would you put yourself? It's got to be one, right? Oh, wow. Okay, that may affect our negotiations (laughs) if you're the number
4: one. (laughs) Um, The only person that I would place myself above is Jordan Bohannon. Um. (laughs) Thank you. Thank Thank you. This was not set up and but on. no one on this panel disagrees if I, with you. If oh, I my tilt God. my computer up a little bit, you can see three different Iowa State <laughs> items in it. So that's about the only cr- criteria I have is being above Jordan Bohanan. That that's will be inc- the clip. That's an incredible That will be the clip. <laughs> Yes, but that will be the clip that will go on
0: forever as Jake Brand places himself only above one athlete, and that is Jordan Bohannon. I do love, love, love that.
1: I would, like to, I would like to add, if we do uh, sign you, uh, the deal comes with your own yeah. hometown sign uh, that when you enter town, we put the whole spiel on one plate, the sixth best player on the eighth best team. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Roger,
4: I decided to pull out the shirt. Here it is. Oh, here it is. We got oh. merch, people. We got merch. I, I pulled um, it out. This for, way. I pulled it out specifically for the for the interview because everything I've done so far is just <laughs> radio or podcast. So there's been no visual It's a. It's just oh a really? Impulse. Oh yeah, we're the real deal exclusive. over here. We're yeah. the
0: real deal over here, Jake. Uh, all right, so it's clear that you don't take yourself too seriously. What, tell us a little bit about Jake, where does that come from? Is that do you have like amazingly hilarious parents or what's what's your background?
4: So I do have very funny parents. Um, my earliest memory of being a child was watching The Simpsons at age three. So a lot of my humor comes from the greatest comedy show of all time. Um I've just always been, I'd say just like a confident person like I really don't care what people think of me that much i do in a in a sense but not enough and i'm a very big christian actually so i've been able to i guess just find my worth in something else so i've been able to just be lighter on myself and poke fun at myself and i think it's just helped make me self-aware and confident to the point where um i know my strengths and tennis is certainly not one of them um, <laughs> It's a, it's a hobby. I wasn't, I wasn't recruited or anything. I just walked on at a D3 program because I enjoyed playing. So yeah, this was a great opportunity for me to just make fun of myself for something that I'm probably better at than like 95% of the population, but I'm significantly worse than the best player on my team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well,
4: let's good to it. know where you
3: fit.
0: That's for yeah. sure. It's good to know where you fit in life. Uh, well, you're surrounded by a bunch of people that really don't care what other people think about them too much either. So you're in good company today. Uh, if you had a crystal ball, where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Don't go too far out crazy. Cause uh, you're going to be the general manager of the Boston Red Sox or something like that someday. But what's the next step for Jake brand? So I got to
4: finish school. I got two years left of that. Um, Crystal ball after that. Well hopefully a job. I don't know if you guys well you are certainly familiar. Sports journalism isn't exactly the easiest world to crack into. So the hope would be just any sports reporting job in a market bigger than oh, I can't even remember Nola. what it's called. <laughs> well, Indianole is not a market.
2: Um <laughs> a market bigger Nola, than, DMA. No.
4: I cannot think of the town um, in Indianola, but it's the smallest like, news market here in Iowa. It's the smallest news market in Iowa. But I'd okay. say if I had a crystal ball in like five years, I'd say hopefully I'm somewhere like Cedar Rapids or the Quad Cities. Um, actually. I'm from,
1: it, I'm from the Quad Cities, by the way. And my wife's uh, from
2: the Quad Cities. I would love to see you with a Frank's Pizza, or Harris Pizza is actually better, taco yes, pizza, and see you. Calling the highlights. We're gonna make that happen. I love it.
0: We've got some folks at the White Sox that are from the Quad Cities too. We got we've got some quad cities connections,
4: Jake. If that's where you're aiming, we you you're in the right place, pal. Uh yeah. I like Iowa and I want to stay in Iowa, but I'm odds are straight out of college, I'm probably not getting a job in Des Moines just because it's the <laughs> biggest market. So
0: um you never I'm- know. I gotta tell you, you're doing you're doing, doing the, the right things thing, that you need to do to give yourself the best chance to get there. And I mean that sincerely. Uh, we really do want to work with you, and, and we will. I promise you that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you're on the right path, Jake. You're doing a great job. We're, we're proud of what you've done so far, Thank and you. we appreciate you joining us. I know that you've got uh, pizza waiting for you. I'm looking up the clock right now. It's 442, and you're on the shift at, what, 5? Five, but I live
4: five blocks away from where I work. Classic small town,
0: Iowa. That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, that awesome. guys, do you have any more questions for Jake before we let him go?
2: I just think it's. I mean, this is actually. You know, we've we've been we've been joking around a, a, a bunch as we tend to do. But I mean, this is actually the beauty of NIL, right? Like, yeah. even if he's not making his fortune, that it's this is a this is opening doors for you within your career path. And giving you experience within like you said, sports just journalism and broadcasting, all this stuff. That's uh oh, tornado. No, Where I live that?
4: by the busiest stop sign in town. So <laughs> that was a whistle tip. <laughs> woo woo! Just going by because somebody's muffler whistling. <laughs> I wake up to that every morning.
3: Oh man,
2: that's, oh, that's the is... Indianola stampede at this door. Jake, we saw you on uniform
3: exchange. <laughs> That, that's that's great. fantastic. That, that makes me think I need to go identify the, the busiest stop sign in my town. So I'm, I'll, I'll see you guys in a few weeks. I'm going to go do some research
0: in Los Angeles. Yeah, you got some work ahead of you. No, <laughs> right. I'd say
1: same same thing with Chris, Jake. Like I, I, we talked a lot about this when this was happening, and uh, we were joking around uh, about it. But to see you come through, I think one of the first ones to. Kind of call out the situation and the way you did was fantastic. Um, there's definitely something there, and uh, I think it's gonna be exciting to to see what's next what's what's the next infomercial from you going to look like uh, what uh, wins, what losses are you going to show? I'm just excited to see the next steps so
4: yeah thank you i I just think from the start it's really cool because this NIL stuff is just from the surface it's very top heavy. It's mm-hmm. the Trevor Lawrence's. It's the Zion's of the world that are really going to capitalize. But I'd say, like, I'm on the same level as like a backup defensive end for the Iowa State Cyclones. One that, I mean, like car dealerships and restaurants aren't going to be chasing after um, those types of players. So I think that it was just a opportunity to capitalize on obviously a brand new thing to the college sports sports world. And that like, I never would have branded myself as a college athlete because, um, the kids who do that at Simpson are, let's face it, probably not going pro. So, um, I think this was the perfect way to be able to brand a division three college athlete because outside of a handful each year, um, there's not a lot of D three athletes in America gonna make money for strictly their play. Right. Few of them will with your help, man. Few of them will. That's right. Well it was great for the school.
0: It's great for you. We thought it was fantastic. Uh I think Mike Smith, you're onto something there too. There's just there's something there. So don't let it go, Jake. Stay with it. Uh we're gonna stick with you. And uh you're the kind of guy we want to see succeeding through the NIL, along with the backup defensive end for the Iowa State Cyclones. But just we don't succeed,
1: know, we but don't not on his... the court. You know what I mean? Succeed. Yeah, just yeah. Just don't get better.
4: <laughs> That's what I'm worried about, is I'm I already struggle enough on the court, and I think there's gonna be a target on my back now. <laughs> I know for sure. I know for sure that the other schools have seen this, and now they're gonna want to beat me even more. Of course.
0: Uh, Of course they've seen it, but they're going to love you. I think you're going to see a lot more positive come from this than anything else, honestly, even from the people coming to play against you. I think it's fantastic. We appreciate what you did, Jake. We appreciate your humor. Thanks for coming on and joining us and and being so frank with us. And we will talk to you, I promise you, as a returning guest as well as our first official uh, NIL-signed athlete within the next week or so. We'll make it official, all right? Great. I appreciate you, Jake. Have a great day. And uh, large sweet. pepperoni with extra sauce,
4: please. Awesome. I'll, I'll write it down. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't you, agree Jake. with the sauce though. Yeah, that's... You know what? I don't agree I don't with agree. the extra sauce.
2: Yeah.
0: that's No? and Maybe your pizza has a lot of sauce already. I don't it know. It does. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's well, the perfect amount pepperoni. of sauce. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All
0: right. See you, Jake. I cut him off. He's thanks. I cut him <laughs> you off. You
1: slick son of a bitch! How'd you pull that off? I literally <laughs> was shocked.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I know people. I know I people. Guess. And uh, yeah, now Jake. Jake, what a what a trooper! I mean, he had literally probably forty five minutes to prepare for that total, even to know from when we contacted him originally. So, uh, I love that kid. He's gonna be. He's gonna do great.
2: That's awesome, man. I mean. That's that is no joke, right? That's that's where the opportunities are. Uh, that those the, those kids that can seize that and whatever, of you know, leveraging a chance to get in the door on a on a job opportunity or whatever. That that's that's really the beauty of it. So it's it's being kudos. creative.
1: It's it's marketing at its finest. There can only be your top tier athletes that can t- play that role. There's a few that can be funny, but they they're concentrating on sports. The Tallahagan Knights approach the. You know any Will Ferrell sports mockumentary like the, it's there. I, I think you know there's a focus that is equally as valued as as being the top in any game. You know. Yeah.
3: Well, and go I, ahead, Josh, I, <laughs> I, I I wish I could have maybe more more uh, expressed this while Jake was still on, but I certainly hope that Jake you know continues to shoot for the stars. I mean, I I don't think there's any question whether or not he could make it into a market like Des Moines and doing whatever he wants to do, um, you know. If he, you know, if-
0: it's it's so funny to hear because, you know, I grew up in a small town like that. And the only reason his mind is thinking that way right now is because when I was 18 or 19, that's how my mind thought. I was going right. to be a pharmacist in that town. You know, it's it's not easy to get your head wrapped around the fact that, you know, if you have talent and you go out and do this, there's no limit to where he could go. He could be in New York in five years if he absolutely continue to do the you know cutting edge type stuff that he was doing i mean you know whether i don't know if it was his idea to do that skit or if somebody handed it to him but uh i hope it was his idea and uh he needs to continue to do more stuff like that because i you, you guys you guys are right there is a place for that and right now he's the poster boy for it he has an opportunity to capitalize on that and i hope he does all right, let's move on to some topics. It up, it up. I got to make me a safe house. Shake it up, shake it up. She got her hands
4: on
0: it. I cut somebody off. Somebody was going to say something.
2: No, I just said, do we have a new topic? But new I only got to, like
0: do, and then I was cut off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we got a new topic. Major League Baseball and the Players Association meet with a marriage counselor. Uh, no, the uh, Major League Baseball... And the Players Association did meet this week on Monday in Denver, Colorado. Uh, they are discussing, I guess, Major League Baseball was giving the first proposal, sliding the first proposal across for uh, the their end of the CBA agreement that I believe expires at the end of this year. Is that correct? Team marketing report, Chris? That's the end of this year, I think. Uh, yeah. Somebody can Google to make sure. But I'm pretty sure it expires at the end of this year. Um, The only things that I've heard thus far is that <laughs> I just I am amazed by this. They're instituting a salary floor, not a salary cap, but a salary floor. So no team can go below a certain number, which is like a 100 million or something. Yep. And then the other thing that I saw, which would be a benefit to players, obviously. The other thing that I saw was. Not a benefit to players in that they were lowering that first threshold for the luxury tax. So they used to be if you went over 210 million, you paid to 20% luxury tax. Now it's dropping down, or they're recommending it drop down to 180 and it jumped at 25%. Those are the ones I don't really understand. That just feels like a money grab. I, 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 I guess there's probably some science behind trying to create the most parity in the league and adding a salary floor keeps teams from you know, doing what the Pirates well, or the Tampa Bay Rays have done exactly. in the past or some other teams. Yeah. But the, the luxury tax is a deterrent to spend more. So they're just trying to squeeze people, like, without instituting a cap, they're just trying to squeeze people into the middle. Like, everybody should be yeah. between 100 and 180, basically.
2: Yeah, that's pretty – that's – I was surprised with that. I mean, I it's, I mean, you know, it's negotiation yeah. tactics that sure. get to something else that they're seeing as – as acceptable on the owner's side, but I mean, that's, uh, yeah, to compress it. And that, that's, that's not, you know, it's not like, okay, well the cap will remain where it is and the penalty gets larger or the cap will go down to 200 instead of 210 and the cap is the same or a little bit like, no, you're, I mean, to drop it yeah. and then take it up. Well, I, Cause there's a lot of teams already on that, the fringe of that. So it's not like yeah. there aren't, it's not like, Oh, this is uncharted territory that nobody's going to. The team, that's why I like the floor is because there's so many teams like especially Pittsburgh, Tampa, that are were so far under it and there was nothing to do about it. And you'd go watch. Yeah. Well, it's like the Cubs payroll. Well, they're eating a lot of salary, so it's not really true. But like a glorified triple A team, you know, fans don't get invested in that. They're not seeing, you know, the team really trying. So that's great on the, the floor end. Uh, so anyway it's going to be interesting to see where it shakes out it's a negotiation tactic I really wanted to do that
0: um, yeah no I, I think I agree with you The that's why I said money grab because I think there's a little bit of the league just knowing that it, it, if we have a luxury tax teams aren't really paying that close attention to it they're still going over it they're still paying the luxury tax so why not lower the threshold and raise the percentage it's just more money for the league, right and if the teams are willing to pay it, then it's just like anything else. They're going to jack that up until teams are like, I'm no longer paying it. Then they'll lower it back down because it's not a lie to ourselves. The league loves people going over that tax and having to pay that to the league. I, mean, I,
3: I, think I, that's part of, I think that's part of what's happened where we've reached this point where now the luxury tax at that, I think, what, $210 million, the lowest threshold, has become quite a deterrent. Uh, for teams that are spending you know, around those dollar figures. The Dodgers are the only ones this year that have really blew by that threshold. And then there's a group of other teams like the Padres, Yankees, Phillies, Red Sox, the Astros that all have their numbers kind of right around that $210 million threshold. So those guys have been kind of held at bay in terms of spending crazy amounts of money. So I don't know. I mean, it does seem like a money grab at the end of the day because MLB's like, well, if you're not going to spend two hundred ten, we're going to lo- reel it back thirty million dollars and make you pay more, higher percentage of that money. So yeah, got money grab seems fair. It does seem like a fair assessment. Yeah, I, I do you do
1: think, think more players uh, in the future years? There's just going to be more talent that's demanding that price point anyway, and they're just like setting this precedent to to make their. Uh, their money now, knowing that you know there's some some real talent that is going to get paid in the next few years, and you know let's put our stake in the ground. It's kind of interesting.
0: The, the math. I'd need to sit down and look at all the math, but the part of the biggest the biggest. Issue oh boy, this can can you take a picture?
3: The, of you like looking
4: at the math to like
3: he really. Yeah. We're, we we don't have to have you spend that time. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> yeah, no we have some issue. other things <laughs> that are urgent. The
1: number
0: one issue of the CBA this year is going to be the revenue split between the owners and the players, and it's going to move toward the players. So how is it if you say, okay, more money is going to go to the players, but we're going to make you have lower salaries. Like it's it, it's it's a it, it's all like a money shift. Yeah, it's just like a big money shift. Uh, the players are going to come out ahead. The, the last time we did this, the owners came out ahead. The players are going to come out ahead this time, one way or the other. Um, so I think it's just going to be interesting. And the first the first proposal has been laid out. It's, like you said, Chris, the very first one. We've got many, many, many more to
1: go. I mean, I don't know about uh, you guys, but I don't know how I'm going to sleep not knowing when know. the final result of this is going to be. Just right. nights for, for upon final. nights of <laughs> for, just for six more months. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen? Right. That's a good uh, point. Chris, you're with me.
0: Yeah, I'm in a new box
1: Mm -hmm. this week. I know, I think you finally got got the wrong way. I'm just
0: trying to keep you guys on your toes over here. Uh, all right, in league news, staying with the leagues, uh, Patches O'Callaghan, the NHL will be introducing and joining WNBA, the NBA, and the MLS in 2022 in allowing for jersey patches. How do you guys feel? Nice, I feel good.
2: Nice, I feel
0: good. It was a matter a good, of time, right?
3: Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. May- yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure.
2: I mean, what do you With think? the, With the
1: are you people?
2: Hundreds of millions of dollars that the NBA teams have brought in. Of course, everybody else is going to do it. Yeah. They you did. The, what they mean?
0: did the helmet. They did the helmet patch or not the helmet patch, but the helmet branding this last year.
3: I
2: thought I, something interesting. See, and interesting... I'm so skeptical. Here, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. All right. Oh, get there. Here um, we go. Let's go, Josh. No, I, well,
3: yeah. I was just thinking uh, the, the helmet sponsorship money, and, and I saw uh, Pete Latz from IEG was quoted saying, and he did make a good point that the helmet sponsorship revenue that came in was a lot of make goods for the NHL. Right. So it wasn't it wasn't like they were seeing this huge influx of revenue hopefully now that we're past the point where there's still going to be teams doing make goods from, you know, what they missed out on last year, that it can actually, you know, adding the jersey patches as another bucket of inventory um, or an asset that, that these teams can sell, which we've seen from the NBA and other leagues and obviously what they're doing in Europe. It works well and it gives those brands a lot of exposure and they're able to build really interesting partnerships around those jersey patch deals. So I think it's nothing but good um, for the NHL and also... A group like Monumental Sports, they're taking the lead on this. And their Monumental Sports owns franchises in the WNBA, the NBA, and obviously the NHL with the Washington Capitals. And they have combined all of those properties together to sell a jersey patch. They're, they're seeking $12 million. A year for their patch which was you know which is a, a much higher figure it's than, interesting uh, because
0: it is a rev share situation in the hl so they don't get to keep all of what they sell for their nhl patch so it's interesting that they're grouping everything together but monumental to is not
2: they're to not like they're not they're handling aren't they i understood there the capitals was going to be sold separately that they're grouping the the wizards the capital city go-go's the uh the, the, the esports uh, esports team and the yeah. uh, wmba team because that of that, that reason yeah and honestly, that yeah i mean and that's sense. that's where i i was what i was going to say josh really was that i'm that's 100 million dollars or whatever supposedly that uh val i mean it's a valuation thing i guess of uh, on the helmets they're, they're, they were not selling there, there's it's, it was make goods and and um inflated value. Yeah, but that was
0: just time. in the past. It won't be made goods moving forward. They're still no, going to hold those. And, on and, that. That's going to be revenue and, now.
2: Yeah. And the point is, this is kind of like NIL that it's where, where's the money? It's with the, the students with all the social media followings. Well, where's the sponsorship patch or the you know a sponsorship asset going to have the most value? Well, right now, it's the patch that's mm-hmm. you know here that's on TV the most, right? right? That's where you can peg some kind of true value supposedly to it. So, of course, that makes the most sense. So, I just can't
1: wait till all sports uniforms look like NASCAR like, you Like I, I knew just Mike can't Smith wait.
0: was coming in with it. And he's always been a big fan of all the advertising in all the sports, all Renaming the stadiums. He's a huge fan of that. Just
1: let, keep it coming, keep it coming, <laughs> just strip everything that's pure away and sell your, uh, you know, your, your jizz coin. So. Yes. Well, well it's that, three year see, minimum
0: there
2: is rev
1: care. Rev share, a,
2: see, uh, this is the 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 purity of it. You go back 100 years to Major League Baseball and when Mike back,
1: Myers was 2 or 3 years old, I get it, yeah.
2: <laughs> when he was just breaking in. The ads everywhere. Look at every stadium, every bit of wall, every bit of signage or any bit of blank wall the the not just the stadium outfield wall but any wall in the place it's covered Use so more words. this whole argument uh, that hurts my
1: feelings uh, whole you whole just argument- said it you
2: said the one thing that makes him upset
1: the
2: <laughs> argument Use that, more that, words. That it's hurting the sanctity and it used to be pure and clean and all that is a bunch of bullshit. the bullshit. But That's you can't nice. tell me. You can't
1: tell me. Looking at a NASCAR race, or looking at some of the stadiums now. No. I was at one last night where there's getting to be so much advertising, it's just graffiti to me. No, anymore. I get. You I get, know, graffiti what I mean? like,
3: is art. You guys sound so old. Graffiti is art these days, okay, Mike?
2: Yeah, but does it sell? <laughs> there's a difference, though. Yes. That, that, that limiting to a patch or something, I don't have a problem with. I don't like, and I mean, I was in NASCAR for. Eight years and saw that stuff. Like, what good is it when you have forty-five patches on the front? And you can't, you can't tell the difference. Of what's what in the next guy? And the next guy? Everybody's got, you know, Valvoline on them. So, what is it? Right? What we're, does it matter?
0: We're nowhere near that yet.
2: Oh, right. But it's that one, like difference. the front
0: left corner panel of that car, is the part oh, that right. gets you. Right. The did front you, left corner panel. Did you just, did You just gosh, have that just by your, your
1: desk, desk,
0: desk, desk. Josh? <laughs> like, Dude, yo. He has props. That's a shower cap. Uh, that's all right, we got to get more We're at the forty-minute mark, and we've talked about one of four topics. So hey, everybody, look at Josh's minutes. head.
4: He's got
1: a he's got a car uh, shower cap on. That's funny. Well, that's what
3: happens when you kill your barber. And you're, you're barred from getting haircuts in the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> Jesus, man!
1: Oh,
2: we're
0: there. We're there. New topic. A new topic, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about vaccinations. Oh. Uh, I'm just going to give you a couple of quick updates. We're not going to spend too much time on this because there were some announcements this week. Live Nation uh, will be requiring vaccination or negative test starting October 4th. So any mm-hmm. concerts can require either a vaccination or a negative test. And that's all concerts. Uh, Garth Brooks Music Act canceled his tour, said that it was the right thing to do. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think you're going to see a little bit of that. Golden State Warriors, They're requiring proof of vaccination. Negative test will not work. So they are straight up proof of vaccination. Mm. Can't get in with a negative test. The Barclays Center, you have to have a vaccination with at least one dose. And you have to wear masks. So they're requiring masks. Golden State's not. If you have a vaccination, you don't have to wear a mask. Uh, Raiders, Oakland Raiders requiring proof of vax. Uh, And if you have a vax, you don't have to wear a mask. If you don't have a vaccination, they're offering vaccinations on site. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and well, they're the first ones I've seen using the clear app. I used a clear app for a festival this summer, and it works really well for that. Um, but if you get your vaccination, this may have been your question, Josh. You don't have to wear a mask that day if you go to the game. If you're willing to get the vaccination, I'll let you come wearing a mask. Um, and the free that's it. And a free Raider tattoo. The New Orleans Saints, we talked about these guys last week. They were in negotiations. They have come out and said they will not refund season ticket holders who don't want to get a vaccination. They won't refund them. Or or if they don't want to get a negative test, you can get a negative test and still come to the game. Um, they also won't put them on hold. And single game tickets, if you buy a ticket and you don't have a vaccine, you won't get a negative test, they are not refunding money. They've come out and said that, which takes us to Jerry Jones, who said, come on in.
1: Of course Just come in. Man.
0: Whatever. Just come what on in. What a mess.
1: What a mask.
0: He's like, if you want to wear a mask, you can. it would be cool. I mean, everybody's going to make fun of you, but you can wear one. Feel free to wear one. We'll assume you're with a visiting team.
2: How hard is it? How hard is it to get this? It's not. Anybody could get it. And then on top of it, there's an app for it. Like you said, clear and a hundred different things to track this. Get the goddamn shot. What is the – What is there's no reason not to get it. None whatsoever. Get it. Stop this – Spread, Chris, stop the nonsense I'm doing my own
0: game. research. Okay, I'm
3: sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. doing my own research.
0: That's that's what you got to do. Chris,
3: simply put, the vaccine has not been tested through the generations, through the generations. <laughs> and thus <laughs> I don't want to take a dose from anyone else that might need it more than me. And and oh. I'm worried that it might affect my ability to get pregnant. So. <laughs> As a Tyler result O'Neill's of wife, all, but they no, the no, shot. me, Josh Kyle's. I married oh, sorry, them. I
0: thought you were imitating someone. Along, I could pick out the. Honestly, I don't. I guys. don't
3: want to spread any misinformation out there, but I will say that I went to my doctor last week, and they told me this was after I got the vaccine. No, no, no. They this was after I got the vaccine that my doctor told me I, I'm no longer going to be able to have children. So, oh man! And, wow! Yeah. So that's, that's me. Big. I don't. I don't want that. I don't want any everyone else thinking that's how it's going to be for them. But I know I will not be able to be pregnant after. Um, is that because? Vaccine. Is that because you have the third testicle, or completely unrelated? <laughs> it's no. Have he, he's
1: been <laughs> using.
2: <laughs> words At least you're not like been. El
1: Capitan over
3: there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no no but obviously i joke i was uh, i i do want to let everybody know that i was not able to get pregnant before taking the vaccine either the vaccine Thank had nothing to do that, uh, with although, that although I you tried to... multiple times see the problem is, is i know i know they're going to pull that clip of me with, with without me qualifying the statement and i i i made a mistake but go go get Our your ad- shot folks
0: our promotion division pulls clips at random, and there's nothing we can do
3: to control that. So <laughs> here comes
0: one happy. now. <laughs> Speaking, of, next wait. Week. Speaking of Vax Tracks, is better than Fox Tracks. Nobody noticed that. Fox Tracks sucks so bad. I Every did. time that comes up, somebody's going <laughs> to.
3: Oh, Terry Cruz. Love that guy.
0: Love that guy. Hope nothing ever happens to that guy. Uh, last week, some of you might know, Major League Baseball had their Field of Dreams game between Mike Smith's Chicago White Sox and Josh Kyles' New York Yankees. Actually, um, I don't. Did you guys get a chance to watch it? I watched it every second. Did you guys get a chance to watch this?
2: Oh yeah, I did not get to watch the whole thing, but I mean, he, he, it's. I will not move on. Huge success. Huge, huge. success. Wow, that's the huge. least words he's ever used to say. Get a point And a, a great and success. a
3: great point, too. Oh, that was a great point. Spot
2: on.
0: So it's a same. Oh no. Now
2: I will begin to yeah. ramble. Okay, go so, on. Yeah, the, I mean and this was the beauty of it, that it, it everybody was paying attention to it. What are you Chris? What are you, saying? Saying? What are you <laughs> saying? And I need to hear more. Thank you. Now you please don't got ever right show thing. that again ever. <laughs> You've got the right graphic. <laughs> Uh, For I'm those at home,
0: to... it says, "Please continue, Chris. What you are saying is of extreme interest, and I need to hear more. Go ahead, Chris. Thank
2: you. Uh, speaking with uh, MLB folks in uh, in New York, I, they're, they're thrilled with it, and they're hearing oh, from he it. He lots, of people, it. lots of people. Lots of people. I was talking yes, about a friend. Go no, on. I didn't say that. I am just wait till the fan cost. We of Major League Baseball comes out very yeah. shortly. Hang in there, T. Mark, you know, report. Same record report. Stay tuned. So anyway, the the beauty of this thing was it got a lot more eyeballs and not just the big regular diehard fans, but casual to even almost non-existent fan value. People were talking about this. People were tuning in and uh, enjoying it. And then, of course, it helps that it was a high scoring game and. Multiple home runs and lead changes and a walk off and all that kind of stuff made it. And that last thing was
0: just crazy. That, that, but, that last thing was yeah, just crazy.
2: It was beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, I, as much as I pick on MLB uh, for ant- being antiquated or, or you know whatever, they put on a hell of a show. And it's not just what on the field was great, but they set it up with the production value, pregame, in game, all that stuff. And everything they did it right. And they deserve uh, the accolades for that. I mean, as a
1: fan, as a fan, like watching that game, uh, we got done with the show last week. I hurried home. I actually was having some connection issues uh, at the start of the game. But when I was watching it, there was a point where I was like, it really felt like I was a little kid. I was watching the baseball, like the Field of Dreams movie, but a real game. And I was like in this surreal moment. It's weird to talk about it. That was like, is this a game? Is it a movie? Is it a combination of both and how it played out? It was just, it was, it was beautiful. It really, it was really, it was. I've watched over a thousand White Sox games in my life, and it was definitely even outside of the World Series, top three games I've ever seen. Like based on everything, it was, it was something else. Yeah. Go so ahead,
3: Josh. I, I, I have a couple of points, and not, there's no arguing the success of the game, you know, relative to other. I mean, to, it was the top broadcast of the season game. Yeah, number yeah, one regular years. season broadcast in the history
0: of I think in the history of baseball is the most watched and, regular season game, I
3: think. I mean it drew it drew more viewers than all but one of the of the fourteen league championship series broadcasts last year in 2022. So I mean it's doing better than most playoff games. There's no there's yeah. no doubt about it. Um, within the cities, the Chicago it had a twenty-five share in Chicago, which means that twenty five percent of all the TVs that were turned on in Chicago um, were turned tuned into the broadcast which I think is, right. is you have a point incredible there's
0: this? This a lot of good numbers but what, what were you getting you
3: started with my like, point this not a my, my point is that despite all of these things despite all of you've everything got mail. that went into it major league baseball struggles at gaining an audience of you know younger people right of younger folks so their top game ever was to bring in you know basically make it a promotion or gimmick whatever you want to call it around the field of dreams movie from 1989. so they did a great job registering with people that saw that movie that have an emotional connection to that movie from 1989. my point Mm -hmm. is how can they replicate this with modern day fans the people that they really want to get in touch with that they want to create new fans that will watch you know going into the generations so i think that it's it's great that they were able to do this but also at the same time it's very major league baseball like hey we were able to do all these great things around a movie that was from the 1980s so and, if they and, could figure out some way to kind of modernize do something similar similar things i think that'll be very key for major league baseball. and josh
1: question for you on that what you just talked about is it was a little premature for them to already say, Oh, we're doing it again next year. We're doing it again next year, and the Cubs are gonna be in there with the rest with the It's rinse. just like could you take a year off? Could you take this concept and like have this conversation that Josh just had and be like, what is our next move? Should we just rinse and repeat? It's just like, man, that was it's quick. That was pretty quick. All right. So
3: Go ahead, George. Myers. Was, Myers no, asking, I mean, no, He was asking. He, it doesn't he matter what we say. Here we, yeah, here we go. Look, he I thought it was. Asked you, so go ahead. I thought it was quick, but not surprising in the least. And I mean, it, they probably needed to take advantage of the success and and just schedule it for next year. Moving mm-hmm. past that, I think that's maybe a different story. They they might need to try to do something fresh, but um, it obviously worked so well that I'm sure that it will work. I mean, it was one game. I, well, I heard they're going to do it later in the season, and all the corn's
1: going to be harvested, so it's just going to be hills of dirt.
3: It's, I don't know how they're going to capture that, but
1: you know, field of nightmares, field of nothing. It's the Halloween edition. <laughs> look at miles of nothingness. Yeah, I mean, look, I feel
0: like Josh. I agree with what you're saying, but it, it. it sort of reeks of seeking, looking hard for something to criticize within this. Okay. <laughs> I think you recognize that. Right? I think you know that. Too. It's, the, like, story, it's
3: like the story of your life. <laughs> this is literally what you do this with was every in single every, topic in, that we talk in about. In
2: every <laughs> pot, meat, kettle. <laughs> oh
3: What's happening gosh. right now?
2: I was What's trying to an right interesting
3: now? conversation. Point. I think it's good. No, no, but, and I'm
0: continuing it because I think that there is literally almost nothing negative that can be said about that game. You can search and search for something negative to say about what they did. And we are always very quick to find the negative. I watched this. I don't watch regular season games between two teams that I don't root for ever, ever. Ever, not an inning. I'll flip it on, I'll flip it off. Like I'll catch up, you know, I used to watch like baseball the night and watch sort of the mashups of all the games, but I do not seek out a game that is not my team, ever. And I watched that entire game from start to finish. Now, I am of the generation that you said, Josh, that watched the 1989 game. I had tears in my eyes, not lying, not ashamed of it, when they walked out of the corn at the beginning. At the first, I thought Kevin cool. Costner is really being very dramatic. You'll then realize. I realized. He, he looked lost for a second. He did. It was, they they should have warned you that he was going to be playing the character Ray Kinsella or whatever his name was in the show or in the movie because he basically just went in a character. Right. And was being that guy with the ball. Once I realized that he was doing it, it's what you said, Mike, it was the movie mixed with the game. And I thought it was spectacular. Then when they came out of the corn, I mean, I'm not kidding that I the way they shot it, they had the camera behind Costner and the players sort of emerged. It was spectacular. It was spectacular. The game was secondary to the theatrics of the game the theatrics surrounding it, it was amazing. It could have been a 16-3 to game. It still would have been good. It just turned out. I mean, I was rooting for the Sox to go ahead and just knock it down in the top of that inning. I didn't want to see the reliever. I like that reliever. I didn't want to see the reliever give up four runs. But then once they did, to see uh, your shortstop, Tim Tim Anderson, come out and hit that two-run homer, I, I just thought the whole thing was spectacular. Josh, they spend 364 days of the year trying to solve the problem you brought up. They haven't done it, but they right. spend 364 days of the year. They're not ignoring the fact that their fans are old. They know they got to make it fresh. That's why they're pumping up Fernando Tatis Jr. as the face of the game and Vlad Jr. and all the young players. They're doing everything they can. They're making it to where nobody gets ejected for taunting the pitcher or the batter. They want to make it as millennial friendly as possible. But this was amazing. I mean, it really was. And they're going to do this until and with new teams each year until a fan base or someone shows that they're not that interested anymore. And I think it's gonna be ten years. I think they'll get I think they'll get seven games out of this thing before they run out of it. I think it's gonna be
1: more than a few. They'll have to introduce other stuff, Josh, to address what you're saying. They'll have. They'll I mean, do show. they? Do they have? I, I talked with some people this week. Do they try to do like a Sandlot movie in a couple of years? I thought that's that a too, little but bit. That doesn't really. That's a little bit either, younger, but it, you're still in the not you know much. '94s. It's not, it's not much. Is there a league of their right. own connection they could do? Is there some other movies? But then it's like you're rinsing and repeating an idea that that worked so well. I'm
0: Sandlot like, has legs. I think Sandlot has legs, but then you
1: really gotta find a way to get kids out there with them and stuff too. You I know? like the building. I like the idea of building a field, field in a place remote that usually wouldn't have baseball. I like I like that idea and finding different geog- uh, like geographies around the country that that could promote that. I think I, that's got some legs, but I, I, I just like I'd, I'd hate to say who's playing in the Field of Dreams game ten years from now. Like ugh. What would that be? It would be our favorite. Uh, oh, I know it'd be it'd be the Tampa Bay Devil Rays versus the Oakland Athletics for the two worst the stadiums Athletics, in the actually. world uh, playing <laughs> in Iowa. And the loser actually is no longer a team. You are done. They implode the stadium after the game's done. And
0: and that's uh, how they introduce relegation. Into relegation
2: gets into Yeah, <laughs> That's fantastic. That's how we bring
0: that. it in. I love that idea.
2: I'm right now. New on me, topic, sir, but new can I trouble topic, you for a new topic, new topic please?
0: New topic. And it's written speaking, down. Speaking of those things, let's talk a little bit about the little league Can you guys hear the timer about to go off, or is it just in my head?
3: Just in it's your just head, in man. Head. You've you've completely lost it. It's, There's no timer
2: whatsoever anywhere. I don't know. Super you, loud I, on my end. You guys, I haven't hear heard it. that gong in weeks. Super loud
3: on my end. Sure it is.
2: <laughs> it was in <laughs> <heard> my head <laughs> last week, so I can actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys are. We crazy. sleep that
0: way. Um, I do have, so, so you guys know this, the Little League World Series is, is, is taking off this week. Um, it's not going to be the same Little League World Series that we're all used to. Um, they will not have fans in the stands. They have 250 tickets for each team, passes, I think they're calling them, for each team, for each game. And then after that game, those people have to clear the stadium, and then they bring in 500 new passes for the other teams. It makes me sad that there's not 22,000 people in there watching these games with these kids, because I think that is an experience. These kids will never be able to, you know, you can't replicate that. Still amazing that they're all there. It's fantastic. I love personally, guys. I love the little league world series. It it is to me the pinnacle of watching (laughs) baseball on
1: television is watching the little league world series.
0: Do you guys ever, Mike, do you sit down and watch it with your kids?
1: Uh, I have not. I, I've, I'm more like you. Like I never watch it, but I'll see the highlights and stuff. I just
0: yeah. It. I would recommend spending some time watching a Little League World Series game with your kids, just because I. I, I you just can't. There's nothing that. There's nothing that touches that in the world of sports, in my opinion. Josh, Chris, you guys, have you spent some time watching this?
3: I still. Get, I used to I used- watch it. I still get too frustrated that I never made the Little League World Series myself. Me too. It, it brings up it brings up a real like But you uh,
1: never played baseball when you were
3: little. How could you never get to the World Series <laughs> if you never played baseball? I'm just not the, point, it's it's not the point, Mike. It's
0: not the point.
3: Okay, sorry. You clearly have not got received an email from my first email address, baseballman five two five at AOL <laughs> So <laughs>
1: my ass I, Jeeves put it into <laughs> spam. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> um but yeah, it's an awesome experience for the for these kids. I mean, it's always great to see. I guess there's no international teams playing this year, which no I think international that was part teams. Of, yeah, that's, the, that's the biggest coaching. bummer. Yeah, that, me too. I agree. because With, uh, I mean
2: the crowds that that definitely takes it to another level. But if they're still on ESPN and they still get their families get to come into the game, because awesome. I was just thinking about it as a comparison to the Olympics. I mean, how did much that suck for these athletes that are on the other side of the world from, you know, the U S athletes, North American athletes and their family, you know, like we're watching their families react apparently on dial up speed, the way that all those, you know, all those crowd reactions were, but they're watching like in whatever in Orlando and everything else. Like that sucks. Like, cause as a parent, you, you know, you've given up so much of your life to help your kid do this and want to be there in person you've been to a million gymnastic meets or swim meets or whatever this is like a reward for for everybody not just for the athlete and then certainly to not have your parents there to observe it in person sucks so to be able to at least have that is a step forward and to be able to at least play and it's still on espn that's great so i am I'm, I'm glad we're taking a step in this direction maybe if people get a couple of shots and we wouldn't have to worry about it we'll be full next year
0: yeah we did get this guys this was sent to us and i want to share it with the crew this okay. is from eli jones eli jones of the east lake little league team out of state of washington
4: hey all uniform exchangers. this is East Lake literally coming to you from williamsport pennsylvania give us a watch tomorrow night and cheer on washington as we take on texas at 7 p.m central go wolves
1: yeah, well, I just I That's just fantastic. became a
3: die I just became a diehard Wolves fan. I'm, I'm Wolves take on Texas tomorrow. He's That's a, a tomorrow. big Unif- go ahead, Josh. Yeah. Josh, grab the hat. A- it's next to you. I know it's on top of the, the
4: car
1: shirt. Grab <laughs> he's the, hat got the East Lake hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! There it is. It's a little small. <laughs> uh,
0: but he's a big uniform exchanger. So uh, I, that was is that cool. what we're that, calling that, the
1: fans? Uniform exchangers?
0: No. Do we have a name? <laughs> uh no, we don't. We need to we need to come up with one. You Are you mean, a uniform exchangee? Yeah, I've, I've literally been running that through my head. Uniform exchanger so far is the best thing that's slid through in the last 10 seconds, but I have given it zero thought. Right. We have usually you let your throngs of fans name themselves. True, like like the Bieber Bieber Fever folks, the Beliebers. the the Bieberettes. Oh, the Believers. Yeah, the Bieberettes. Mm. Speaking
3: from a <laughs> believer. Oh my god! Yeah, You're clearly so I old. was a believer.
1: Right You're now. so old, I'm Dad. So old. Oh, well, look at the time. Myers is almost out of his prune juice.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we heard the prune juice joke. Yes. We all heard the prune juice joke it made it you snuck it in uh all right let's do a couple of quick hitters here before we jump off guys it's already 58 minutes in we got five minutes left tops and then we are done Uh, a couple things worth talking about jack morris made an ass of himself this week Uh, and i tried my my natural reaction guys because you know i i feel like we're all very sensitive as a society and all these i feel like people overreact all the time And so when I read it, and I thought he was reading, when I read what he said, I imagined it as Elmer Fudd. Be very, very quiet. We're hunting wabbits, right? That's what I'm thinking he said. Then I listened to it, and he didn't. He flipped his R's and his L's. He clearly was doing an Asian accent. I don't know why. Do I find it that offensive? I'm not Asian, but do I find it that offensive? No, I don't. Were I Asian? Would I find that offensive? I'm not sure that I would. I don't know that the things we all find so offensive are so offensive. What I do find offensive is how stupid he has to be to make that mistake on television or even to say it. Like we're in a time where if if people are offended by that, don't say it. And I don't just mean, I I really, I heard myself just now. It's not about just him saying it on television. It's about him saying it anywhere. If that's offensive
2: to people, don't do it. Well, I think that's the thing is that, and and rightfully so, that if it's that easy for you to just, you to say it on the air, imagine what he's saying off the air. I mean, I certainly don't know Jack Morris personally, but he's said other dumb shit. And yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. That's where the red flag is. Like if you're going to go out knowing the world is literally watching and stay say idiotic stuff like that what else are they doing and and i i mean it is it's just like we think you take a step forward and then stuff like this happens you're like okay well guess not again do i think what he said is monumental
0: but you just you gotta know better yeah you gotta know you gotta be better we all have to be better right I feel bad that you guys think that one of my imitations has an accent. It's not. It was complete gibberish. But just the fact that anybody could think it has an accent makes me feel bad. Mike, you, you hate people. How do you feel? <laughs> Mike, you hate
1: people. It's it's just you hit it right on the head. I mean, why, why say something in that position for someone who's been there for so long? It's just like, where's the common sense detector on anything? You know, yeah. it's like yeah. I wish I wish. And the second that happened, there'd be like a twenty second timeout, and someone would just like pop them and be like, "What's going through your head right now after you said that?" You know, just like,
2: oh, <laughs> yeah. "Fuck."
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, that's
3: shit. probably I'm it. Done.
0: Actually, he probably didn't even realize. He probably thought it was. He hilarious. probably didn't at the moment. He probably thought it was
1: hilarious. Yeah, and it was that's the that's the
3: thing. When, when, like, what well, I agree with Chris when when you hear someone say something like that on a live broadcast. It just kind of makes you wonder what else they're saying in their private life. And you don't really feel too bad for that individual when they inevitably make their public apology, where they inevitably tell everybody that this doesn't reflect who I am. And they inevitably try to make people think they don't usually act like this. But we can see through that bullshit. I mean, it's if you're on live TV saying stuff like that or doing things like that, you probably don't have much of a filter in your in your everyday yeah, the, life. The real thing you should say is I say stuff like this all the time, but
0: I don't mean it offensively. But I do say stuff like this all the time.
3: <laughs> so most um, of my, of most of my friends say... think it's hilarious, but uh yeah. apparently yeah. some people were offended and I might lose my job now. I mean that's you yeah. can you, you can't me. even
1: say that some of your friends thought it was funny. That's I'm offended by that because yeah. Well, I know.
3: That's how, empty, <laughs> that's how empty the apologies are when, like, these people. Are, oh, I know, right? I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said <laughs> I'm so, this. I'm so
1: sorry. I'm so sorry. Fill in the blank with what I'm sorry for. I'm sorry.
2: Hey, buddy, uh, Tab, uh, Tab Amford uh, with uh, the committed NBA. Buying, buying immediately from obvious shirts. I, so I spotted this. The shirt says on the front as there's a deep drive into left field by Castellanos, it'll be a home run. Who was that? Tom Brenneman? Marty Brenneman. No, Marty, Marty Brenneman, the Marty? older, even more uh, racist Brenneman. No, this was Tom Brenneman. It
0: was younger Yeah, younger Brenneman. He now. hasn't worked since. Yeah, all right. We, we, we got to keep moving. we got to so keep moving. A-Rod, we're, we're in an hour and
2: two minutes. Who listens to A-Rod? Nobody. Oh, don't my God.
0: Anybody who's on ESPN Sunday night broadcast has no choice but to listen to A-Rod say oh. things like the Dodgers have become the New York
1: Yankees of baseball. That was a call for this oh week. My the
0: Dodgers God. have become the New York Yankees of
2: baseball.
1: I, I even said – I said to myself, I'm like, how does J-Lo leave A-Rod? And, like, I get it. Now I get know. it. <laughs> you know? Like, now that's you know. how bad it is.
0: Can I give you just uh, – I was reading an article, and some of the ones that were pulled out in the article, these were just some of my favorites, in, in reference to Louis – is it Louis, Louis Robert? Louis Robert? Who, the, the, the White Sox, Louis, what's the name? Yeah. Louis, Louis Robert. Um, he referenced him as the big Cuban from Cuba.
1: <laughs> awesome um he he, uh, he, made he a almost ruined hold on a second myers he he almost ruined the end of the field of dreams game for me like uh he TA Seven just hits the, he it just like hits the game-winning home run everybody's like going crazy like you couldn't have scripted a better like any of the game they go to the 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 broadcast you know every announcer has what like one like three-word sentence like, that was an amazing night. Next, oh, my God, how are they ever going to beat that? Then they go to A-Rod. I'd just like to point out that of all the home runs, three of them were African-American. And then this pause, and they're like, okay, well, that was a great game. It's like, that's what you want to highlight after this amazing night? Like He heard from
0: Josh. He heard from Josh, and he said Major League Baseball needs to reach a younger audience. And, now it's it felt weird that he said it at that point. Yeah. I understand his point. I, I did too. That's what he reaching African Americans, and he wanted to highlight it. But it was a weird moment. It was just weird. It was odd. I'm with you. It was an odd thing to say when he said it. I looked at the screen like that. That's what you took away from it.
2: Okay. Yeah. Right. Every broadcast you do that with him, though. I think he's so incredibly overrated. And can I tell you my favorite one? Anything to the game? Yes. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: He said, "You always want even leads versus odd leads," and they said, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, the solo home run doesn't tie it." These are quotes. The solo home run doesn't tie it, and a grand slam doesn't beat you. Keep it simple. That doesn't make any sense. He's yeah. insinuating he'd rather be ahead by two runs than three, or somehow, one. Or, one. or one. Well, two is better than one. That makes sense. But two. Right, being that's better Myers than is three trying to do math
1: again. It's all. Come-
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: I don't I'll even. Wait, I don't even quite Jesus. understand. He also
0: said he would if he was the manager of the Mets, he'd find Francis Lin, Francisco Lindor if he hit more than twenty-five homers. The guy's got eleven homers. He's getting paid three hundred forty-one million dollars. He, he'd find him if he hits more than twenty-five. I don't even understand. The guy makes. He's got the worst takes in. Who, who? Well, let's just do this as our as our parting shot as we leave. Who is your least favorite announcer of all time?
3: Who? Wow! Yeah, oh.
0: do you have one, or just who comes to mind as the worst? I think some one guy is a lot of people's, and I think they're wrong. I think he's a great broadcaster. But
2: you, you're going to say, you gonna say, say?
0: Joe, you're thinking Joe Buck?
2: Yeah, I think Joe, Joe Buck. Buck is a
0: fantastic broadcaster. I wouldn't call fantastic.
2: I wouldn't call him fantastic, but I think he gets crucified uh, for dumb, dumb shit. I I don't think he's that bad. I think he's a great, great broadcaster,
0: Mike. Who's your least favorite? Do you have a least favorite? Hawk Harrelson? No. <laughs> oh,
1: come on, Wimpy! Man, he's got a hawkisms, hawkisms. Uh, you know, I've never, I've never been a fan of Joe Buck. That is But just uh, Wimpy, he, uh, he, he said some really good things. Of hey, I'm just saying, he came around and, and said some nice things about the White Sox for the first time ever you know, at that Field of Dreams game, um, which I appreciate it. Uh, he's grown on me in, in the last couple of years, but everything he does, he's just – you know exactly who he's rooting for, like, two minutes into any sport. It's like, we get it, dude. Like, can you be a little here's bit Here's the hilarious – here's like,
0: my hilarious part to that. If you had two teams watch the, the game, both teams would say it was clear that Joe Buck was rooting for the other team. Oh, and always. to me, that's the mark of a huh. good broadcaster – No No one feels like he's rooting for their team, and that is—I swear to God, Mike—if you asked anybody, anybody ever, if you were watching and their team was playing against yours, you both would have the same opinion of him rooting for the other team. It happens. He's like a half step
1: away from saying, "Well, if I was playing on the team, I could have done like done Like, dude, what?
3: (laughs) 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 Want to play for a team? Least favorite. Do you have you have a favorite, Josh? A least favorite. I, well, I, I do. I am a fan of Joe Buck. I will say I am a fan of Joe Buck. Um, but my two my two least favorite are Jack Morris and Tom Brenneman. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you. <laughs> Chris, do you
0: have a least favorite?
2: I oh my god! I have a long list, and I can't think of any of them. So all right, well I'll, no, I'll
0: give you a couple. Let you think. Joe Morgan, I never did enjoy. got rest in peace, Joe Morgan. No. Uh, he, yes. You know what? I That's never, a great
2: call. I could. I would live with him as. Atrociously bad.
0: Yeah, uh, I just never like. I never agreed with this takes. Uh, a lot of people don't like Tim McCarver. I enjoyed Tim McCarver. I enjoyed they Tim like McCarver his on a
1: pecan broadcast.
2: Pie with his old southern accent. How
1: do you yeah, how do you got, even have a favorite or least favorite broadcaster if you just said earlier in the show you never watch any games, single season, in any sport? But just so happens
0: know? that my team makes it all the way to the World Series. I don't know oh, twenty God. times in my lifetime, and and. I gotta hey, watch. What's, a uh, you know shut up. up! You know who
2: I? <laughs> <laughs> Josh, that, put on this, your shower cap. This, this show's over. Is. And yeah. here, I just thought of it. You know who is the worst that I've ever heard call a game? Mike Shannon.
1: Oh my goodness! Why? <laughs> you what, mean
2: you Mike know? Shannon
0: now? Because Mike Shannon now doesn't know he's in the booth.
1: Well, oh, he's putting on God the shower him. cap. There it is.
0: God but He's he's retiring this year. He, this is it. He, this is <sighs> his last year. But, he, 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 but it's hard to say this about a home team announcer because home team announcers are home team announcers. They're announcing for the home team. Right? You, you're gonna, if you're listening to an opposing team, Dale Earnhardt over here, you're not going to hear what you want to hear if you're listening to an opposing team's announcer. No way is Mike Shannon the worst announcer in history. Yeah, all right, guys, this was fantastic. I really appreciate all of your time and your energy. We ran a little over, but that was because we had our new favorite – Co-host, Jake,
2: Jake Brains.
0: We should have uh, never let Jake off. We never what?
1: <laughs> we should have never let Jake off. And we, that we, just came we out. We should have never let Jake off. Is that what you said? <laughs> Jake, Jake off the show. Don't. Jake off. Is that a new slogan we can use now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I um, do of- a good t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
3: J-
0: don't Josh, let you- Jake off. What what are you doing, Josh? What is what is this?
3: Rest in peace, Dale Earnhardt. Oh, it's <laughs> going, it's right. going out on the shirt.
0: Rest <laughs> in peace, Dale Earnhardt. Everybody, give it up. <laughs>